0: Hey everyone, welcome to another learning session on whole life leadership. I'm Claudia Chan, the founder of She Summit, and also the creator of the whole life leadership method, which is a framework of leadership that I believe we all need to learn, um, individuals and organizations, so that we can really set up culture, workplaces to truly be set up for equity and everyone to thrive. So today I'm gonna be talking about how parenting actually can help us become more inclusive. I've been doing this whole series on how leadership actually starts in the family. And it really is the training ground for how we can really start practicing, um, you know, increment by increment, moment to moment, day by day, especially as we're all spending so much time at home with family members uh, or, or most, many of us are with family members and some of us are are living alone. But um, for those who aren't, it is just a great training ground on monitoring and being mindful about how we show up. And if you think about it, the family is actually where, you know, humanity is birthed raised, fed, shaped, uh, and they are, you know, they become, you know, what informs you, forms you. So again, I'll say that again. What informs you, forms you, you know, um, how we show up, what we're modeling to our youth, our kids, the next generation. Uh, if, if you really think about it through this, this gender traits balanced lens, the, the fact that the world is made up of, you know, half women, you know, all genders, but women, men, all people, uh, that we need this more uh, holistic approach to thinking about leadership and that leadership really starts in the family. And I often say parenting is actually the original leadership position because what a responsibility it is to actually parent. And to, you know, sometimes if you really think about it, you know, the the almost 8 billion people on this planet, right? the, the state of mind and the character and the, the 8 billion beings on this planet were all shaped by parents, right? So you're really leading, it's, it's the first head of people role is the parent. And so today I, I wanna talk about, again, if you're joining now is I've also, again, I'm on all social channels and including um, IG live here which is why I'm not staring at you in the screen and I'm looking this way, is that um, our kids today can really, again, be that teaching ground on how to help us become more inclusive. Parenting can help us become more inclusive. That is the topic. So I'm gonna start with a story about, I I think it was last fall, and my five-year-old son is in a fives class at a private preschool where we live in Connecticut. And there was a movie night, where a social distance movie night, where all of us, you know, maybe there were like 20 parents and 20 kids, or maybe 15 parents, 15 kids, families there, and we were all social distanced. And it was one of the first sort of school social events that had happened, you know, since COVID and since since everybody went back to school. And we had a great time, and and it was really nice seeing there, you know, the, for, for Jackson to see his friends, but then also for us to see the parents. And uh, because obviously there haven't been a lot of live social events because of COVID. And so when we were leaving Jackson and one of his classmates, another boy, they were um, I think his name was Leaf. I think it was Leaf, uh, his classmate. You know, they were they were like doing superhero poses and they were showing each other different, um, you know, boy, you know, superhero uh, moves and And we were just, John and I were really, really tired and we wanted to get home and get them bed in time, you know, to, to meet, to fit our schedule, just to try to stay on schedule given how much was going on the next day. And, you know, so we were grabbing him and our, our at that time, three-year-old daughter, Aria. And we were like, okay, Jackson, Aria, come on, hurry, 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 get in the car. And he really, Jackson just had a a meltdown in that moment. He had a, a really, really bad meltdown that, you know, we thought was not gonna be a big deal. And, you know, we got, we like shoved him into the car, forced him, forced the car seat straps in as he was like kicking and screaming. and And then eventually the entire drive home, it like the crying and the tantrum turned into almost hyperventilating, right? And if anybody has raised toddlers or has a toddler or infants, like, you know, you know, that sort of, you know, you think when they get upset, it's gonna end soon, but then it just keeps on almost getting worse. And in these moments where our you know our kids are are just resisting and they're having meltdowns, it's it's easy to immediately go to discipline, right? Because um, we're also especially at nighttime, we're tired. You know the physical exhaustion of young kids. Uh, you know John and I are my husband and I are irritable, and you know our immediate reaction was, or my husband's immediate reaction at the moment was, you know, stop it, stop, stop crying. You know, and and again, it was just um, the immediate reaction is to sort of shut it down. Right. And to tell them to stop um, or go over there, time out, whatever, the, whatever. When you're when you're in that heated moment and you're you're agitated and you're activated, you know, it's like resistance meets resistance. And so, you know, later on and but I've been doing this coursework. Uh, with one of our She Summit speakers, Dr. Shafali, who is um, Dr. Shafali is a, I think, probably the most profound parenting expert. Well, Oprah calls her the most profound parenting expert of our time. Uh, she spoke at our summit um, actually twice in the past several years. She's a friend and she's incredible. Um her she's written two books or multiple books, but two of my favorites are The Awakened Family, and the second one is Conscious Parenting. And it was all basically about how when the kids are having meltdowns like that, you know, they're really just trying to figure out who they are. Their brains are not developed yet. Right. So it's almost like they're puppies in many ways. And, you know, and when they they don't even understand the emotions that they're that they're having. Right. When when we think it's like, why is he crying? You know, we just left a great evening, a great movie night out. And so. You know, in those moments, you know, you know, we're we're led with our agenda as parents and not theirs, and we are thinking of it from our perspective, and we're emotionally reacting to it. But Dr. Shifali talks about how, you know, in those moments, like they don't really know what they're doing; they're full of emotion, and they really look to us to ground them and for affirmation. And they really look to us; they see it in our eyes, Um, and really, they're just developing their sense of self at, you know, she talks about, you know, kids un- up to six, around six years old, that their brains are really just just not even, just not developed when they're born, obviously, but it's, they're just being formed and developed and they just have no idea. They really just d- rely and count on the parents to, for that sense of identity and, and sense of self. And so that's really uh, a big part of, you know, how, how profound this conversation is around as we are parenting is it's so important for us to build the inner resilience, the inner resilience of our children, and not for us to give it to them? Uh, I think often, you know, as parents, we just want to protect them. We want to do what's best for our children according to our rationale and our reality um, and and definitions of what is safe and what is the right thing to do, and and so we just want to actually give them resilience and make them more resilient. Whereas they, it's really something that they have to develop on their own, Dr. Shefali teaches, and and we need to, in a way, um, help them feel seen and heard and help them feel understood and affirmed in order for them to develop that sense of personal inner, inner, inner resistance, I'm sorry, not resistance, resilience, inner resilience, so that you know, when things happen later in the future, they have that internal foundation, right? Because we're not going to be there to save them when they get picked on, uh, or they, they don't you know, achieve the grade that they want, or they don't get the thing that they want, or they get rejected for something, right? Or they get bullied for something. We're not going to be there. So we have to develop and help them develop their own sense of resilience. So anyway, and, and you know, before I sort of go on on this topic, and again if you're joining now or or have have just joined we're talking about how parenting can really how how really parenting can grow us to become more inclusive and aware of ourselves so that we can show up and be better leaders to raise the next generation and and so that's the topic we're talking about but this this topic of inner resilience is so key because you know i am chinese american I am Chinese American, uh, born and raised in New York City, here in America, ABC, American born Chinese. And, you know, obviously what is going on right now with the stop Asian hate movement. I think we're almost possibly having our own, uh, our own movement around, around uh, racism against Asians and the API community, the Asian Pacific communities, for those of you who don't, um, Asian Pacific Islander is what the API stands for, or AAPI, which is Asian American Pacific Islander, for those that are uh, you know, just want to be more aware of our population. So the, the shooting in Atlanta obviously just happened, and we're you know, I'm really actually surprised and, and glad that it is getting the national coverage that it is. But if anything, in a moment like this, which is so sensitive. More than ever, it affirms the message about how it's so important that, you know, we build this internal resilience and sense of self in our children because they're going to experience, they're going to experience a broken world and the world is broken. And because of the trauma and the generational trauma and the cultural trauma, uh, the ancestral trauma uh, and, and the systems that we come from, right? and. If you've been listening to me for the last few months, I've been talking about how this is the year, 2021 is the year to rebuild a new foundation, to re- to build a new foundation for culture, families, workplaces, communities. And that starts with us. That starts with you. Uh, I think we look at how we want to change everybody else and change a problem and, and change and shape somebody else. But really the best way for us to do that is to actually work on ourselves and what we can control. So, you know, who we are in our families and and again we're talking about parenting specifically today is that, you know, we how we show up, the work and the inner growth that we do actually will support and help create the space, right, for our children to really become their highest expression of authentically genuinely who they are, right? Not what media tells them to be or social media or racism or bigotry or any of the other unconscious bias stuff that's out there in the world. But you, you know, we, we need to do the work so that we can create the space for our kids to really become wholly um, the best version of themselves defined by themselves, not by external, not by us as parents. So, you know, that is the work to be done. And so it is a very, very sensitive time, again, with the Stop Asian Hate and all the racism that we're seeing, racism and sexism and discrimination against Asians has always actually existed. I think now, especially given uh, the coronavirus and how that came out of China, you know, we started seeing an uptick for sure last year after COVID spread. But we're really now, I think it was thirty eight hundred incidents have happened and have taken place uh, since since March of last year is what I read. Um and so it's actually the the discrimination that Asians are feeling as people of color and especially as women of color because more Asian, there's a lot, you know the, the Atlanta shooting. I believe six of the eight that were killed were women. And it's actually being covered now. it's it's always existed. It's actually just being covered. And revealed more, right? So anyway, back to back to this conversation around how parenting, how parenting my toddlers has helped make me a more inclusive person, a more inclusive manager of my team, a more inclusive spouse to my husband, a more inclusive daughter to my mother. Is this again, it's this consciousness of how am I showing up. To create space for for uh, when those tantrums happen, when your teenager is really frustrating with you, frustrating you, or stressing you out about something, you know, when our when our kids are frustrating us, when they're stressing us out, it is really um, you know we think the immediate reaction is to discipline, is to resist it, is to almost fight it or shut it down right? Your, your immediate resistance is to like, cut it off, disconnect it, end it. And that is precisely when we have to have the mindfulness um, and have that inner like Jedi strength <laughs> to be aware of, oh, this is a moment they're triggered right now. They're activated right now. And how do I, how am I going to respond? So you almost need to do a personal timeout in those moments to actually you know, to actually come back to that moment, come back to that situation to respond in the way that can help make that child feel affirmed in what they're going through. So it literally could be, you know, you know, me giving my daughter a pink toy instead of a purple toy and she will flip out in that moment and have a massive screaming attack, right? But she, she really wanted the purple one, not the pink one. And I am just—I got to get back to work. I've got—I've got to clean the dishes. I've got to get food on the table. I have my agenda, and so it's really in those moments where to, to remember that oh, they're just—they're not understanding what's going on. They have an emotion; they are having a reaction to something, and it's my job to be present, to be to be aware, to be there for her, and to understand and almost get down in it with her and say, oh, I know what it's like, lately I've been saying, I know what it's like to want something that you don't want and to to get something and then you're disappointed in getting something and, you know, to almost like, you know, to almost pretend that I'm her four-year-old friend and respond in that way. So, Dr. Shafali, again, the author of The Awakened Family, Conscious Parenting, she's spoken at She Summit many times. She's a dear friend of mine. Uh, she has just been such a teacher for me on all of this work. A few quotes I just want to read that she says is that kids must be aware of self-sovereignty and express. Otherwise, in the future, they will struggle. Now, we're also seeing a just an unprecedented amount of anxiety and mental health and depression amongst our, our teenagers, right? Our youth, our generation, our Gen Z. And again, all of this is, all this, the story is connecting, right? Is is that parenting, as Dr. Shafale said, it says is also highly agentified. So if you think about it, we think that we're doing all of these things for our kids and it's all about them. Oh, they're so lucky. We're We We're we are so. We're serving them and we're giving them so much and it's all about them. You know, we struggle and we work and we do all of this to, to, for, for them. But it's really, Dr. Shefali says, teaches that it's really about us. Like they didn't decide to come into this world. We decided that we wanted to have children and we wanted to become parents for the most part. And we decided to bring them into the world. And so, uh, she says that we have to. We have kids to feel good about. Um, we have kids to feel good about who we are to achieve our own wholeness. So we—it's actually our agenda. They're joining our agenda, and then we have a sense of like, oh, they should be learning to read by this time. They should be doing eating this type of food. They should, you know, should 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 should, should according to our agenda. Uh, so it's hard to see a child for who they are. So, so, you know, parenting instead, like we think it's a selfless act, but really it's actually all about us. And so, again, they're coming into this world, you know, f- forming their brain, like everything for the first time. And really their only sense of security and sense of themselves um, is really through us and their, and us being present um, and us being being aware. And they actually can even see it in our eyes. They can feel it in our energy. Kids are like recording stations that, uh, you know, I heard somewhere that they're just like recording uh, studios or just like listening. And even if you have a baby and an infant, I swear they will, like, once they start talking, they're going to regurgitate everything back to you. It's like, they've been listening the whole time and they're really, really smart. And they have such a sense of emotional self is so strong. So they need to Kids need to know where they are at all times, um, that they belong. They need, they need to process things, they they need transition and support. And so again, all of this is just to remind us that, and just to teach us that, you know, the journey, this how hard it is. I think, you know, my 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 daughter's teacher said to me when we had COVID in February, and I was texting with the teacher, she's like, nothing is harder than being a mom. Like nothing is harder than being a mom and and it's just the hardest job in the world, but it's also the most amazing experience in the world. But it's so hard. <laughs> and but it's we have to we have to realize that the journey of it and journey of everything in life, right, is not about achieving it and achieving and what kind of person am I going to create? What kind of child am I going to raise? Um and we're like again that goal that you want to achieve in your life and your business and your career. It's it's less about about when you do the hard work it's more about how it grows you it's more about how it grows you and so to summarize you know this this message which is around how parenting how and, and how can we be better conscious parents and you know last week I did a whole series on how marital conflict and relational conflict or family member conflict can also, you know, again, parenting—all these roles that we play uh, in our in our whole lives—are all opportunities and a training ground to build our sense of self, our sense, our own awareness, to grow ourselves as more conscious, inclusionary people, inclusionary leaders. Um, again, we've got lots of leadership positions in our lives, and parenting. Hey you've been raising kids, you've been leading for a long time. The goal now is really just to get you to lead, for all of us to lead more consciously, parent more consciously as Dr. Shafali teaches. And uh, it's really the greatest journey when I'm in the struggle of parenting. And in that, when they're just like this morning, getting them to school, it's like, I've got two children climbing on me, tossing food on the floor, and in those moments, you you just have to access this inner power and this inner sense of self and consciousness. And, and it's really about growing, it's more about growing us. It's more about building us. And if we can actually be more conscious, you know, in these family roles, then we actually then have the inherent qualities that when situations happen, in our workplaces, on our teams, with colleagues, with managers. Remember, everybody's coming from a different journey. If you have a conflict right now with somebody in the workplace, or or you have a situation, or you need to lead um, an organization and, and move it further, but everybody but, and, and be more inclusive. These are all qualities that we can cultivate at home so that we can we can build those fundamental. Uh, traits and attributes of our of ourselves, so that we can show up better um, externally, right? Um, where, and and I think that again, we we look at all the diversity and inclusion, you know, labels and and literature and copy that you know in articles and in our organizations and from management, you know, we all we got to build a diverse and you know inclusive culture. And you're just wondering, how on earth am I going to have time to do that? Because I can barely keep up with basic work, life, family responsibilities. I have no time to practice inclusion. I have no time to do unconscious bias training. I have no time to do you know, that work. Well, you, know, you can do it at home. You can do it on, on how you show up when your teenager or your child uh, is, is triggered, right? And again, I know also, too, that it feels like sometimes we're always doing the work. And and if somebody else is not doing the work, then how am I then, you know, that I'm just on a one way street and it's it's, going to be dead end. Right. But but we have to get there first. We need that posture of humility and that posture of leadership, self-leadership to get there first. Then you bring the other people along with you. Right, like the idea is not to have the resentment and the frustration. They're like, oh, well, I'm doing this work, but like my boss isn't doing the work, or my manager isn't doing the work, and my team isn't doing the work, or my spouse isn't doing the work, and my mom is not doing the work, but I'm doing the work. But how am I ever gonna create this sense of belonging, or you know, like like this collaborative change forward? Uh, but the truth is, you do it first. You do it first, and step by step, you bring people there, which is another message. So on that note. Uh, I hope you will take this message and uh, you know, again, check out Dr. Shefali's uh, book, Awaken, The Awakened Family. You can just listen to it on, on an audio book, which is how I listen and do a lot of my learnings. I, When I'm like even just doing dishes and cooking dinner, I always typically am, am learning and listening to something if I can. So have an amazing day. And again, we will continue to rise if we do it together. And if you like these messages, uh, you can actually sign up for my newsletter at shesummit.com slash Claudia. And oh, one Hail Mary just joined on IG. And I, I believe she has like 10 kids now. Oh, my gosh. Hi. Um, all right. Have a great day, everybody. Take care. Bye.